guys and welcome back to another episode of the All In Due Time podcast. I'm Atlanta and I'm Shay and today we're going to be talking about family dynamics. So before we start Shay, how are you feeling today? Three words please. I feel absolutely horrendous. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice, I'm like crying a little bit or I have been crying quite a lot. I know, I thought I could hear it in your voice, to be honest. It's not been the best. Um, Had a rough night last night, and then... Do you feel any better this morning? Probably not, by the sounds of things. Really? I wish... I'm actually sending you a virtual hug right now. (laughs) Thanks, babe. This morning, I've literally woken up and started... Like, literally instantly woken up and started crying. So, I'm going to try and hold it together. But you might hear a few tears or sniffles, or I might have to pause for a second or something in this episode. I'm just very, very... No, that's fine. You do whatever you've got to do. Urge today, but um. But that actually, you know what? That makes me sad that you've woken up and you still feel shit. Because a lot of the time, when I'm feeling shit, mm. I'll just force myself to go to sleep because I'm like, I know in the morning yeah. I'll I'll feel a bit clearer. Unfortunately, with my luck, it didn't work. Um. Oh. So yeah, just overall, just feel horrendous. But well, you're still doing the podcast, and I respect you for that because. I think if I was feeling that yeah. bad, I would just be like, look, can we do another day? Yeah, no. As much as I'm like, of course, sort of crying right now, it's showing the reality of things. Yeah, I think it's just, it's good to just be authentic and like, yeah, just express however you are feeling. We're not trying to do this podcast and glamorise everything. Yeah, just not feeling great today at all. Just very much on the verge. Probably going to cry a lot today. I can just feel it already. Um, but to try and put a positive spin on it I guess I'm feeling quite appreciative I had like a long cry last night but I also had a long pray last night and Mm -hmm. I was just trying to give thanks for everything that I do have as opposed to just crying about what I don't have and all the things I'm sad about I did try to sort of bring in that gratitude for things that I am grateful for and that I do appreciate so yeah there's an element of feeling appreciative and then on top of that is an element of feeling hopeful I guess you just got to think that you won't be feeling like this mm-hmm. in a year's time. I know it's hard to look into the future when you're actually feeling it now. Yeah. But just know that you won't be feeling like that yeah. in the future. And you just have to just feel through the emotions. Like it's, mm. you know, I think you crying and getting these emotions out is it's a good thing because that's what we're supposed to do with emotions. We're supposed to feel them, not suppress them. And as hard as it is and draining and just shit, to be honest, I think you are doing a good job of just being so open with your feelings. And like, even when I ask you how you're feeling, you will just tell me, like, you don't just say, yeah, I'm fine. And I think that's, that's I don't know, a good thing. The last thing. time I said I'm fine to someone, because if I did say it, I was lying. <laughs> no, but, like, so many times, I've like, there's been loads of occasions where I've just said to someone, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. And they don't ever question it because I'm mm. good at hiding, you know, my, my emotions. But I, I always respect you for actually just being honest with how you're feeling yeah i'm just getting it out there getting it out there how are you feeling in three words um so i'm feeling i swear i say the same words every time but (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm feeling motivated because i i've created a list of things i need to do this week because i procrastinate literally i've been saying that i need to tidy my room for the Mm -hmm. past four days and i've not done it yeah another feeling i'm feeling a bit not sad but just a bit disappointed because my family are going to, I think they're going to Cornwall or Devon, but obviously I'm working, so I can't go. 
Oh, okay. So it's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Kind of like a bit disappointed about that. And I would say I'm feeling last word grateful. I literally I always feel grateful at the moment. Just for like little things. Like even when I'm driving to work, I just feel like when I'm just thinking I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm actually grateful, even if things aren't going well, yeah. and I'm stressed out. I just—that's uh, just like a feeling that I always have. So I'm just gonna throw that one in because I can't think of anything else. But yeah, <laughs> they're a bit positive, but Absolutely. I'm sure literally next week or something, I'll be feeling shit. Because last night I was not feeling the best, but like I said, a lot of the time I'll wake up and I'll feel a bit more positive, and that's yeah. where I'm at. But tonight I'll probably go to bed and start deeping things and feeling mm. rubbish but i'm just gonna go with it for now go with it. we're gonna enjoy it whilst it's here for now we are because it's not gonna last just <laughs> like your negative emotions aren't gonna last either yes. so but yeah so today we're gonna be talking about family dynamics mm-hmm. so what's your family dynamics who do you live with like explain a bit more about your family life cool so me and my dad live together just us like that's it um before living with just my dad I lived with my three sisters and my mum and then before that I had we had all lived together so my mum my dad and me and my three sisters so we were like it went from one giant family unit to then my parents separating and then it was just like mum and the girls and then my dad lived separate and you were quite young yeah I couldn't have been older than four when my parents separated um so my, yeah, my mum and dad split. My dad obviously went and lived by himself. Um, and it was just my mum and the girls. And then I would always go to my dad's on weekends. So from, yeah, pretty much from age three or four, whenever it was that my parents separated, every weekend I was at my dad's house. So a week with mum and my sisters and then weekends would be just me and dad. Do you um, think you could tell, do you think you could, when you were that young, do mm-hmm. you think you could tell that your parents splitting up affected you? Or did you not really the way my dad I remember my dad had sat down and broke it to me in the way of saying he said um sometimes Shay mummies and daddies don't live together sometimes they have separate houses and I just took that do you know what I mean I didn't question because when you're young you're not going to understand what a breakup is do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) I remember when I was younger I used to say I've got two houses I've got mummy's house and daddy's house and you know that was was fine I didn't really think beyond that because I'm, I'm not being funny but you know at the age of three or four your brain can't really comprehend much anyway so um yeah it didn't phase me whatsoever I used to I knew that um you know in the week and when I go to school I'm with mummy and then weekends I go to daddy's house daddy comes to pick me up on Friday night and on Sunday night he brings me back home and like that was it and I, I don't know yeah. what age it would have been when I actually you know fully started to comprehend that my parents aren't together and whatever but yeah, it didn't phase me at all. And um, I feel like it's probably harder if mm. your parents split up when you're older because yeah, you've you got so used to it. Yeah, one, you can yeah. understand it. And two, you've got used to living with both your parents. So yes. to be like 10 years old or 15 and your parents split, it must be yeah. quite hard to process. Whereas I think when you're younger, mm. you know, it, when you get to that age where you're 15, 16, you've been used to it for so long. It's, it's normal. I don't think you you feel any type of way really that's why they say it's um obviously no child should have to go through any hard time or whatever but they say like any traumas and stuff it's better to go through whilst you're really young um because you can't fully understand it whereas if things happen to you later on in life when your brain's like more developed and you actually know things and you know your understanding of the world 
um, it's a lot harder on you when things go wrong. Whereas when you're younger, you're sort of like this blank page that doesn't really know what's going on anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it probably did subconsciously affect us, but... Yeah. But at the time, we just knew it as there's mummy's house and there's daddy's house, you know? Literally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, go on. What's your family dynamic like? Okay, mine's a bit confusing. <laughs> but I live with my mum, my stepdad and my two sisters. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. this actually sounds more complicated than what it is. Okay. But so we've got we've all got different dads so Mm -hmm. my dad lives in switzerland and all of that side of the family speaks french so there's a language barrier i don't speak french Mm -hmm. because my parents split up when i was two so he was living over there i was living here and he basically didn't speak to me in french which is so annoying because i wish i could speak french and i've tried to learn (laughs) i have tried to learn but it's proven to be quite difficult um (laughs) so yeah so that side of the family mm-hmm. lives over there yeah and I don't see my dad that often yeah but I, I did when I was younger so up until the age of eight I would say my dad used to come over and visit a few times a year and I remember like this was a memory that I only remembered a few days ago but I remember actually sitting by the window waiting for him to arrive mm-hmm. and then when he would go home I remember feeling so upset but I completely forgot about that memory it was really weird um but anyway so yes my dad lives in Switzerland and then I've known my sis my middle sister's dad since I was two so I see him as my dad as well if that makes sense well I see them all as my dad yeah, he's pretty much been there from like he's from been the there since the moment I can remember so, yeah exactly you know and my dad's not always around so yeah you know he kind of he was like a father figure from from a young age more than more so than my my actual biological dad because my yeah. biological dad wasn't always there yeah um and then my stepdad came into my life when i was 8 9 i think okay and i still live with him now we're close i really appreciate him like he does so much for me i mean they all do but yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah that's who i live with now and my family because there's there's just so many different aspects of my family it's so diverse I've got you know my family living in Switzerland I've got like six sets of grandparents it's just yeah it's a big family but I I do love the fact that it's so big and there's just a lot going on and also when I was like younger I used to love it because at Christmas you'd get like presents times three (laughs) so did (laughs) Like literally, and I would have like I would literally have two Christmas days. So yeah, on Christmas Day I would wake up at like six. Wow. Open presents with my mum. Dad would pick me up. I would go to like my grandparents for lunch. Come back at like three. Have another lunch, like Christmas dinner, whatever. Yeah. And then open presents again. Like it was honestly, Aww. like I don't know. It was just a like the day was crazy. I can imagine. But yeah, that is my family dynamic. It's kind of. A bit complicated but yeah going on to what you said I forgot to mention actually so my dad is not my sister's dad so he came into their lives when they were really young about around like three and five maybe even a bit younger than that so just like how your middle sister's dad came into your life from as early as you can remember that's Mm -hmm. the same with my dad and my sisters so Yeah. yeah my dad is their stepdad um and he was like a father figure to them yeah he was the father in the house Um, are your sisters still close with your dad yeah yeah yeah. like it's funny because they only call him 
by his actual first name. So okay. whenever I'm talking about my dad to my sisters, I call him by his first name, which is really weird. Um, but yeah, it's just that's just how the dynamic is. Like, to my knowledge, I've never called him dad. So they were really young, but they obviously could distinguish between their dad and then my dad. You know, they could distinguish that mm-hmm. they have a dad and then they've also got this other dad figure. But this dad figure isn't their dad because their dad's back in Luton. So it was just yeah. like, they under- my grandma lives in Luton. Oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> so my sister's family in Luton, I refer to them as my family as well. I'm not going to be like my half family. In yeah, Luton, of course not. I mean, me and Atlanta both hate the term half so much. I think it's so rude when you're explaining something yeah. about your your family dynamic and you're, you're saying, like you're talking about your siblings mm-hmm. and someone interrupts and goes, oh, so hang on. So you've got different, so they're your half sisters. Like, and it's just like, well, I'm not calling them my half-sister, so why are you calling them that? I don't, that would never cross my mind. Like, we I've have the same mum. once said, oh, this is my half-sister. I just feel like, obviously, in actuality, yes, they are, by term or by definition, a half-sister, of course. Like, duh. Yeah. But it's like, from I've explained that, okay, me and my sisters have different dads, you don't need to then enforce okay so they're your half sister like yes they are but you it's like, yes i know that so why do you need to say that because i'm not calling them my half sister and i just feel like obviously yes by definition they are a half sibling but by me referring to them as half it just sounds a bit like rude and like degrading it's like you're yeah you're not a full enough sister for me to call you my literally like, and so many people have actually said it it's yeah, not just it was one or two it's a lot of people and i think it's really rude it's just like i've told you that we have different dads so your logic, you know, we'll put two and two together and, you know, you'll see, oh, okay, yeah, so they're, they're half-siblings. You're, naturally, your brain, you know, you work it out, but you don't then need to say, oh, so, so they're not your full sisters then, they're just your half. It's just kind of like, what, what point are you trying to you know prove? What I mean? Like, what are you gaining I've from, from once, saying that? I've never once referred to my sisters as my half-sisters. Like, those are my sisters. So or even when I'm actually talking about them, I'll never be like, yeah, but we've got different dads. Yeah, it's yeah. only that if, if it comes up in conversation. Yeah, when then... I'm explaining the family dynamic, then it makes sense to explain it. But um, when I and when I mention, you know, we've got different dads. But even once I mention that, I don't really need to, once I've said we've got different dads, I don't then need to say, so we're half sisters. Like, yeah. Or even if someone asks how many siblings you have, I'll just be like, I've got two sisters. I wouldn't be like, well, I've got two sisters, but we've actually got different dads. So actually we're half sisters. Exactly. Like, no. Exactly um ran over but like (laughs) (laughs) i think if someone has a half sister or brother do not say are they your half sibling because it's rude exactly just put the two and two together and unless you know if they refer to them as their half brother or sister fine do you know i think there are i don't know anyone that does so i don't know anyone close to me that does but i think there are cases where people do if it's like they have this like long lost side of the family that they don't know so let's say you had like a half sister actually yeah that lives in a completely different country and you've never really met her do you know what i mean then you'd be like oh i have a sister somewhere like i've got a half sister in x place of the world um yeah in that case because you don't really have any solid connection to said sister but when like you've grown with your sisters and you've lived together or you know you're close to them i don't know i'd feel it wouldn't feel right in me referring to them as a half it would feel weird yeah I don't know, I'd, I'd feel rude personally just referring to my sisters as my half-sisters. Like, regardless of the fact that there's, we only share one parent given, like, you know, one, I, I guess we share one set of blood, you know, like, at the end of the day, yeah. those are my full sisters. Like, that is how I see them. Those are my sisters to the core. Like, no one can tell me anything else. Like, those are my sisters. I see them as full blood and blood. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't. Mm-hmm. And especially as well, the fact that 
you know, they grew in the same house with me. Like when my parents were together, obviously my dad was like a dad figure to them as well. We all shared him as a father figure, you know? So that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We both shared a mother and father figure. So therefore I just view them as my whole, like whole sisters, you know? Yeah. But I've got a question. So, you know how we're talking about having technically a half sister and how your sisters see your dad as a father figure. What about like family members that aren't necessarily blood biological family members? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think that like, I've got family members that I'm actually not, you know, biologically related to them, but I see them as, as family. And the question is that, do you think you can have family members mm-hmm. that are actually not better family members than biological ones? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> But they get exactly you know, what you mean, yeah. Do you get what I mean? How you can have yeah. you can have family members yeah. that you're not biologically related to, mm-hmm. but you see them as family more than more so than actual biological family members oh, in a 100%. sense. Hundred percent. Just this is the thing, just because you're binded by blood doesn't really mean anything. Like, okay, yeah, we may share the same blood, same DNA to a, to an extent, but just because we're family by blood and by title does not necessarily make them this you know amazing supportive person in my life you know there are but i don't think family people. necessarily means that they have to be biologically oh yeah, related yeah. To there are, i mean even like, i have friends that are you know i'm closer to than family certain family members and like mm-hmm. that i feel as though are literally my family now you know like all, and you have a connection with them you feel yeah, connected like, some of my friends you know shout out my girl naomi like literally her mother i just feel like it's a second mom to me do you know what i mean and like her family literally view me as part of the family then in no way are they, you know, blood exactly. In no way are they blood related to me. And I have loads of friends like that. It's not just Naomi, but I'm giving her the shout out for today. But um, yeah, actually, I need to grow a shout out. Shout out to Isha. We literally live parallel lives. So like, yeah, she's been, she's been my day one. Exactly. And like, you know, I think it's a difficult one because especially for like the older generations of family, at least in my family, but the elders, you know, it's seen as they're your family. You must respect them. You must do this. You must do that. But actually, just because we're family doesn't mean I have to do anything. You know? I think we should normalise cutting off toxic family members. Oh, I said what 100%. I said. Girl, don't, you don't even need to say that 10 times louder for the people in the back. Like, of course. Let's normalise cutting off toxic family members because hey, literally, yeah. if they do not benefit your life, don't feel like just because they're family, yeah. you have to put up with it. Of course. And like, I'm not talking about toxic family members as in, you know, all families are complicated. You have arguments and stuff, but it's knowing the difference between, you know, just having arguments mm-hmm. and actually having a toxic family member. And I don't know, like, what do you think a toxic family member would look like? I think you can recognise when somebody's, like, toxic for you if they make you feel uncomfortable at times. Like, if you're not 100% mm-hmm. around them, if you feel like you can't truly be yourself or like express yourself or say certain things. Around I think them. just not wanting to be around them alone is, is a, a strong start. enough yeah. feeling to be thinking, hmm, why do I not like being around this person? Especially yeah, like, if they are a family member. Honestly, listen to your gut. Um, and you know, family members can be, do you know what? It's, it's difficult because sometimes you have family trying to be supportive because you know, they want the best for you. Um, and there's like, supporting in the sense of trying to sort of steer you down certain routes and stuff like that um but then there's also steering you down certain routes because you know whatever you want to do is just not good enough for them 
for example, not that I do, but let's say I wanted to be a full-time YouTuber. Hey uh, guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. I wanted to be a um, full-time YouTuber. I know for a fact that my mum, for example, would probably be like, well, no, that's, that's ridiculous. You can't. That's not a proper job. That's not a proper job. You need to go to uni. You need to do X, Y, Z. You need to have such and such career. A more stable career. You can't do YouTube full time. You know, that's ridiculous. You know, it's it's difficult because when she says that, it would be her, obviously she's doing it from good interest. But what if I genuinely really did want to be a YouTuber? Then it's like, oh, great. Well, that's the thing. It's a fine line because very- your mum will probably be thinking you know, it's coming from a place of love, like, I just want the best for you. But then in your head, you'll be thinking, well, the best for me would be making a YouTube channel because that's what I truly want to do. I won't be happy if I go to uni. Yeah, exactly. It is very difficult to sort of... It's I don't know, it's a tricky one because certain traits that I would say, you know, um, come from, like, a toxic family member can also come from a supportive one if it's done out of love. But it's just, I think True. it's in the way of delivering it. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it is tricky. Um, I feel like also with a toxic family member, it won't just be, like, take that example. Mm. It won't just be that. It will be other things, like maybe that person constantly makes themselves a priority. And yes. everyone accommodates around that. So even if they are in the wrong, they'll end up always using an excuse. And they're never accountable for their own actions. So it's not just... It won't just be one factor that yeah. makes up a toxic family member. So, you know, even if they are saying something that could be coming from a place of love that you take in a different way, mm-hmm. you won't just look at that and be like, right, that's a toxic parent or yeah. toxic family member. It will be other aspects that will make you think, you know what, I actually think this family member is toxic. Yeah. But what you were just saying as well, when like um, them thinking that they're better and everything, this this is more so to do with parents. I mean, I can't really speak on it in terms of like siblings or any other figure than a parent. Yeah, me neither. I've noticed there are types of parents, and I'm going to say these are toxic parents. I'm sorry to offend anyone's parent that's like this. If you're listening, you don't think they're toxic. This is just my personal opinion on a toxic parent relationship. But mm-hmm. there are parents that believe that because they are a parent they are entitled to you doing absolutely everything for them and it's that whole argument of well I carried you for nine months I'm your mother I'm your father how could you not do I hate terms like that that right I understand you have carried your child and you pushed them out and you raised them for 18 years they lived under your roof and you spent all this money on them of course like I'm not at all taking away from the fact you you know did your job as a parent but there has to come a point where you as the child of your parent um, can have like separate ideas separate beliefs separate ways of living to your mum or your dad um mm-hmm. there has to come a point where you can sort of differentiate between just listening to what your mum and dad say and then having your own independent mind and some parents don't like that some parents want their child to do everything they say even I when think it's also a control thing because child, you've, yeah. con- you've controlled your child for you know so many years years. and then they grow up and then they start having their own ideas and Mm. independence I don't think parents like that they don't and that's that's when it's dangerous like a healthy parent relationship is one where you know you can have like your parent just supports whatever you believe or want to do Mm -hmm. it's when there hasn't been that acceptance from your parents when it's just like no, well, this is wrong. Like, let's go back to the whole YouTube example. I want to be a YouTuber yeah. and my mum is completely against it. 
to my mum, you know, she could say something like, um, that's, that's ridiculous, you can't make any money from that, no way, um, we, we don't do that in our family, we don't, we, we need to, we go to university in this family, we get proper jobs in this family, blah, 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 that is my mother's way of thinking, right? And yeah, I and that doesn't necessarily mean it's correct at all. Yeah, and so if I can't get to a point where, as my mother's child, if I can't get to the point where I can break away from that thinking that is my mother's and have my own thinking and say, well, actually, no, you can be really successful from YouTube. You know, maybe you didn't do it in this family, or maybe my other, maybe other family members didn't do it, but I'm going to be the first to do it. If your parent can't sort of allow you to break away from their beliefs or what they want for you that's when it becomes toxic because it's like your parent can't get over the fact that you are now an adult. Some parents cling on to the fact that they are, the, they are a mother, they are a father, they are a parent overall, and they mm-hmm. can't accept their child, you know, not being a child an- anymore. When you're really young, you know, and you don't really know anything, to you, anything mummy says or anything daddy says is correct because they're an adult, they're a grown-up right yeah you have to get approval from your parents for oh, everything cool. so I, I, yes i also think that you know it's one thing of, like about your parents like coming to terms with the fact that you should make your own decisions but also i think it's actually hard to turn off seeking your parents approval it is but very- i do it I see even it. little things like if you're getting dressed like oh mum, like should i wear this yeah, I'm, I'm seeking her approval and if she doesn't like it I will get offended and stuff, but I've actually asked her. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it works both ways because you have to get to a point where you're not seeking approval from your parents and you're just going and doing things that you want to do because yeah. I really struggle with that. Like, I actually yeah. feel like yeah. if I have to tell my mum what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think, obviously, yeah, growing up, you always seek approval from your parents. And I think it does stay with you subconsciously as you get older, but that's what I mean. You have to get to a point where you can break away or you know you have to get to the point where and I think I mean fair enough most people do but there are a lot of people that don't is you need to get to the point where you um see your parent as an individual and not so much as your parent like obviously they're still your parent but you have to separate them as this parent that you're seeking approval from to just a normal human individual someone that gave birth to you and that's that that also has flaws that also isn't right about everything until you break away and like step back and see your parent as an individual that you know you don't really need approval from anymore because you're your own person now you're an adult you don't have to listen to everything mum and dad says you don't have to do everything the way do you feel like you won't yeah but do you feel like that won't actually happen until you move out like as in when you went to uni did you feel like because you were living on your own you're so you're in more control i would say my independence or separation from my family kicked in from a lot younger i would say from around like when i started sixth form i would say obviously year 13 happened and everyone's applying for uni i included you know applied for uni and stuff but i was really mixed about what i wanted to do at uni i wasn't sure i kind of felt like i wanted to take a gap year because i didn't know 100 percent what subject i wanted to do I remember I wrote about four different personal statements for four different subjects at uni like that's how I'm actually dead that must be so time consuming exactly no it was but that's how conflicted I was um and so I remember I'd applied for uni or whatever but I remember thinking I don't know if I actually want to go I think I need a gap year to figure it out I think I need more time because I don't want to you know just deep if you didn't we never would have met each other never would have so basically, my mum obviously is very big on going to university. Like university is, you know, very much a successful thing to do. 
and you know it's going to get you a good job at the end of it and bear in mind I have three older sisters they've all been to uni they've all graduated they've all got good jobs and good pays and whatever so imagine I'm the last one standing so it's like everyone's sort of waiting on Shay to go uni as well right you know what I say that but I'll be honest my sisters were actually very supportive of me sort of taking a gap year to figure it out it was my mum mainly who was like what do you mean you want to take a gap year don't be ridiculous you can't take a gap year I think in my mum's head but taking a gap year is better than not being sure not being sure but I think um, uni is such a big thing for her child to go to that it's like just go you you just have to go you can't no no gap year you have to go to uni I don't care what you're doing I don't care if you I don't know what subject you need to go to uni and you need to get this degree um Mm -hmm. and I remember obviously I'd always struggled you know seeking approval and everything like that and I was always you know sort of just doing whatever my mum had told me to do and just always obeying whatever my mum said because you know as far as I was concerned mum whatever my mum says is correct but it got to a point I was feeling really like rebellious in the sense of I actually don't want to go to uni this year like I actually don't want to do it because I'm not sure and so without telling my mum um I applied to FRA got into FRA and then I basically confirmed, you know, my place at FRA and deferred my university place that I had. I was meant to go to Sheffield, imagine. I was meant to go to Sheffield University, deferred that so that I could t- take the year out and explore fashion. I then told my mum after I had accepted and told her I was taking this gap year to go to fashion college. Um, long story short, she flipped out. We had an argument. We didn't speak for a bit. Um, because she was that angry that I, you know, went against what wow. her is the right thing to do, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. I would say from that point, that is when I, I kind of felt this sort of, I was, as horrible as it was to like have this argument about it, you know, I did kind of feel free and I was like, no, do you know what? I've just done what I wanted to do. I've gone against what my mum wants for me to do. And it, it became this sort of massive, um, I don't know, like a weight was definitely lifted. Maybe that was a turning point of realising that, yeah, that actually your decisions, you know yourself better than your parents do, if I that makes sense. It was 100% a turning point for me because it was like, oh my goodness, this is the first time I've ever taken a stand against my mom, sort of thing. And yeah, ever since then, it was just like, as much as, you know, we had the argument, didn't speak for a bit, I was like, yeah, it hurt that right now my mom isn't the most happy with, you know, her daughter's decision. And that comes from, you know, seeking approval. Um, it hurt that she wasn't you know happy or she didn't approve of such choice um but you know I got it got to a point and I was like but I have to listen to myself and do what I want to do which is to go and study fashion for a year and that's the most important thing knowing what's good for yourself and doing what you want to do exactly had I've listened to my mother you know I would have what been uh hold on where would I have been now I would have just completed my second year at Sheffield University doing speech and language sciences and that wasn't something that you necessarily wanted to do I didn't know because I'd never like really explored it and that's why I wanted a year out because I also had a strong interest in fashion and so I was like well before I completely say no to fashion you know I've never even tried it let me at least try for the year um Mm -hmm. But yeah, had I listened to my mum, I never would have explored fashion, never would have, you know, got a distinction, got a diploma in fashion marketing, brap brap, you know. How did we actually get distinctions? <laughs> we had no clue what we were doing, honestly. <laughs> you know, never, I never would have met you. Um, shout out Katrina, shout out Mina. I never would have met any of you girls, you know. So, as, shit. Exactly. So as much as um, 
as much as it was difficult to go against you. I think it's, you know, it's very scary the first time you go against your parents' expectations of you. The first time you do it is terrifying. But honestly, once you've done it, it's sort of like, well, I've done it. Yep, she got can't angry. get worse than this. I've done it now. So yeah. now at the end of the day, she's gonna have to get over it. And of course, my mum got over it. You know, my mum used to ask me, "Oh, so how's fashion college going? What are you studying?" Oh, let me like I would show her my projects and stuff. You know, so um, it's. I think people are in fear of going against um their parents, or you know, sort of people are scared of not listening to mum or dad or disappointing mum or dad. I think it's yeah, hundred percent. But once you disappoint them, you have to look at it as okay. I don't want to disappoint my mum, but I also want myself to be happy. So I'm going to take this step. And even though it means disappointing my mum, I'm going to be happier overall within myself. So I'm going to do it regardless. And once you get over it, and I mean, you know, I can't speak on behalf of everyone. I'm sure there are parents that maybe don't get over it and have, and then that causes a really big strain on a parent-child relationship. But for the most part, as long as you've done it for yourself, as unfortunate as it is that you're going to disappoint someone or let someone down or have an argument or whatever, you have to take the positive in that you've done this for yourself. You know, True. I agree. You'll, you can, you'll be able to do it again. I did it with the gap year and going to fashion college. I did it with dropping out of university last year. No, this year, sorry, I dropped out March this year. Um, and I'm now changing universities to go back and study fashion because that's what I want to do. You know, I've just, you figured that out though exactly i've disappointed my mum before so i could do it again i knew dropping out of union was going to absolutely shake the table and completely throw her off but i did it to make myself happier even if it meant disappointing my mum it's hard though because what if you really want to do something but you know that actually going and doing that won't just disappoint your family and your parents but it can also like risk being kicked out or yeah actually cutting off the the relationship for good and I feel like that's why yeah it can be really difficult because there's been times that you know I've been in situations and my mum's fully kicked me out like 15 years old kicked out had to go live at my dad's house and you know he didn't even know I was gonna move there she just had to knock on the door he wasn't even in um so I feel like that experience for me Mm. also made me a lot more reluctant to potentially going against something my mum's a very lenient she's very lenient like she if I don't want to go to uni that's cool if yeah. I want to go to fashion the fashion academy like I can yeah if I want to get a job like obviously I'm working now yeah like a full-time job mm-hmm. and my mum's fine with it yeah. but also at the same time it's like when I do when I did go against something that she didn't necessarily agree with that's what happened so I also feel like it's very difficult to sometimes put yourself first in a way because the outcome can actually be worse than just you don't know what that consequence how big or how bad the consequence can be yeah Yeah. like obviously you're you're lucky in in the sense that Mm -hmm. yes you did go against what your mum agreed with but Mm -hmm. at the same time you've still got a relationship and you were man like you were able to work through that yeah whereas I feel like not just with my situation but there's a lot of people that might really want to do something but they know that if they actually do go ahead with it it will just it could completely ruin a relationship with their with their parents and I feel like even at our ages like 20 um we're both 20 right yeah we are um (laughs) but even at our age like you're still slightly dependent on your your parents and I feel like you don't fully Mm. feel like you 
can make well this is how I feel anyway yeah. I don't feel like I can fully stop seeking my parents approval until I move out and I'm completely independent I as in I could move out right now yeah but I haven't moved out and I'm still living at home mm-hmm. and I pay I pay for everything myself mm-hmm. but at the same time because I live here yeah and I do pay rent I but I still feel like because this is my parents house I'm still obliged to sort of seek their approval and I don't know whether that's even that that's probably my own personal issue mm. not theirs but that's just how I feel yeah so I, I don't know I don't think that will necessarily go away and I'll stop seeking my parents approval and asking my mum like, oh what do you think of this what should I do until I'm actually completely independent and my idea of being independent doesn't just mean financially it means actually living on my own which I've never had to do because I didn't go to uni in terms of you I guess getting that sort of independence and being free from your parents like do you think you'd move out anytime soon are you are you considering the thing is I can move out but I would rather save and Mm. live at home than pay what minimum like 700 pounds a month like that's minimum that's for like a room so if I was to actually like move out into like a flat that would be like over a grand and I just don't think it's worth me moving out like throwing money away at like paying rent when I could live at home and still pay rent which obviously is not anywhere near those prices and save my money so I'd rather wait until I can like save for a mortgage or something which is not right now so I can move out and rent but I wouldn't be saving money so long term it would Mm -hmm. just be that would just add more stress because I wouldn't be saving and I'd be feeling like I'm wasting my money Mm -hmm. um because I'd be moving out like on my own I wouldn't be moving out with other people to split it with so it'd be cheaper so right now no I'm not like I do want to move out but realistically I probably won't move out till like end of next year yeah it's a difficult situation because even even though you're an adult you're still like you can still slightly be dependent on your parents yeah not for everyone some people you know are completely you know they've moved out yeah and they're probably not feeling like this but for me that's just that's how I feel and I'm sure people can actually relate to it as well I think like you were saying when there is you know I mean it was horrible that you would have experienced being kicked out for like going against your parent you know but um and I think I hope my mum doesn't listen to this she'd probably be like oh my god why did you why did you say that because I think parents they also they seek approval from other people they care oh. a lot about what their friends and what other family members will think for example I used to, my fashion sense was very different when I was 14, 15, 16, mm. maybe even 17 as well. Same. And yeah, my mum my used to always have a problem with it. And then once I remember, I remember it so clearly, she went to play netball and there was a girl that was in the year above me at school. And she said like, oh, I really like Atlanta's fashion. And my mum literally said to her like, are you being serious? Which is one, embarrassing. And two, like, yeah it's just really embarrassing and the girl was being serious that like she wasn't joking and the girl was obviously like no like I really do like her her style and then my mum changed her tune and she was like yeah like oh, really? that's great came home and was like oh yeah like so and so said that she really liked your style that's nice isn't it I was thinking like hang on a second hang on you literally second. always slate me and now just because someone else likes it that yes. means that you can like it do you know what I mean and I do feel like your parents do seek approval of others and they care so much about what people think which is kind of sad it is sad but then it's what I'm saying, it all links together so it's like if you don't want to go against what your parent thinks is the right way to be or the right thing to do but then 
your parents whole belief system comes from it could be coming from their parent or external family so for example like my mom just wanted me to go straight to uni right mm-hmm. um, and so I didn't want to disappoint her by not going essentially but then I yeah. think my mum was also fearing other people like the other family members approval of her as a parent if her daughter didn't go to uni I think it actually just highlights the fact that your parents aren't perfect exactly you know they've got their own things going on and And this is why you have to separate it and get to a point where you're seeing your parent as like not this perfect human that's always right when you're five years old mommy and daddy are perfect and they know everything but no as you get older you have to realize your parents don't actually know everything anymore it's not always right you know 100 percent. and can i can i just say i really do not like it when Mm. parents think like i'm the parent Mm. so you're the child you have to basically like they can swear at you shout at you treat you like shit but you're the child at the end of the day and you just have to accept it that's how it works my parent did it to me my dad's dad did it to him but do you know what i mean i just feel like that i really don't agree with that yeah it is generational but it's not fair for your parents to treat you with no respect for example and then be like well you're the child yeah exactly it's a tricky one because it's not fair on us but then I also can be compassionate enough to understand that it's also not completely our parents fault because that's passed down and down and down so it's like they're just doing what they know to be right and correct yeah 100% I agree parents would have been just doing everything their parents said so that's why this whole dialogue of I'm the parent you're the child listen to me they got that from their parents most likely and also we don't know what it's like to be a parent exactly so like my parents always say to me well when you're a parent you'll understand and maybe maybe my opinion will change but as it stands as it can't relate because I haven't been a parent so but as well I mean yeah we haven't been parents so we really can't speak from like a parental viewpoint but what I can say is like it's on us to sort of break this generational curse if we want to call it like yeah definitely so that our kids don't fear you know disappointing us I don't want my child to ever feel like they're a disappointment because they're doing what they want to do like don't mm-hmm. there would be things where it's like I would probably try like I would out of love you know try and guide my child as best they can and I would say suggest things to them and whatever but I don't know if my child really wants to do X, Y, Z, I will try to accommodate that to them and support that. And, and don't you feel like people would be a lot more, um, they'll be able to express themselves a lot more if parents truly accepted their child for what they were? Like, as in, I feel personally, like if I was to have a child right now, I would say to myself, it doesn't matter who my child turns out to be, yeah. what they want to do with their life yeah. just anything I will accept it because that's the that's the commitment I've made to being that's a parent and I, I actually feel like that doesn't necessarily happen because I think parents if like a parent's idea of their child doesn't actually end up happening and that you know their child kind of goes against what they think is right yeah. that's it they, they will cut off their child or they will literally you know not have a relationship with them just because their idea of what their child should be yeah is not the case if that makes sense I think parents feel like from what I've observed you know and like experienced myself it's like I think 
because as a parent you've you've had this child this is your in a way it's like this is your thing do you know what I mean right yeah so you therefore this is your thing so you want your thing to be how you want it because it's your child you You created it exactly you created it so it's almost like well I went through nine months of this and I've raised you and I've paid for everything for the past 18 years so you don't you dare turn around and blah blah because it's like I own you do you know what I mean I think parents have this yeah. thing of you're my child you are like my property you're I own you so therefore it's all realistically like, we don't owe we don't own anyone and the thing is we don't That's even control own, thing this is the thing we people have to break out of the the thought of is that we don't owe anyone anything in this world we don't owe our parents anything that, that i'm not saying that to say oh yeah like you know tell your parents to f off and like go do what you want but, like, <laughs> do you know what i mean we technically in life you don't owe anybody anything and i you think don't. parents because they are your parents they feel as if you owe them your entire life and therefore you owe them to do this 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 to make them happy and obviously you want to make your parents happy you want to make them proud um but you also owe it to yourself throughout your life to do what you want to do and then you're gonna say that you can't just keep doing what your parents want you to do just because they because you'll never be truly you'll never be truly content with yourself if that's how you will live living to please your parent because okay lovely you want to make mom and dad happy but if you're making mom and dad happy by making yourself upset it's like are you really are you really like succeeding because surely surely your pair as a parent you would want your child to just be happy right so if you know you're sort of trying to get your child to do something and they're not happy with it then it's like I don't know how can you can't really I don't understand that like I I don't understand I'm trying not it's difficult we're not parents I I honestly can't sort of comprehend but for me it's like obviously you want I think okay I've got to put it in the perspective of me as when I am a parent I just want my child to be happy right and so Mm -hmm. I don't want to make my child do something yeah but parents will say why would I want to make my child unhappy why would I not want the best for my child meanwhile they literally make their child feel like shit on a daily basis yeah <laughs> not any- <laughs> this isn't <an> indirect- <laughs> no we're not indirect- <laughs> I'm <laughs> laughing because this literally it just sounds <laughs> like we're it sounds like we're at in our mom and dad's like but no, yeah. obviously it's if the sh- I mean if the shoe fits the shoe fits. But the shoe fits. and that, like we said, we're not parents. We can only speak of like what we want to be like as parents, and we can speak from experience with our own parents or with our own family members. Um, but I think even just like I said, it's a generational thing. So, if, for example, our parents are probably like this because of how our grandparents were to them, and you know it's one thing to like let your pe- your parents down but that also is probably letting down your grandparents and other external family members that are also sort of having these expectations of you because that's what was expected upon them and that's what i'm saying it just passes down the generation so you letting down mm-hmm. your mum you also fix i remember when i um said i was taking a gap year in me you know not going to uni not only did i disappoint my mum i disappointed my uncle and me i don't know but i probably disappointed like my family up in the Caribbean because they also had these expectations and everyone was sort of preparing because they knew Shay was also going to go to uni and I think that's why your parents want you to be a certain way because it's like you'll disappoint them but then by you disappointing them you've disappointed other family members around them so it's like this whole train of disappointment but maybe it's because your family want to see you do your like see you at your best it does come out of love as well, you know. That's why, that's why it is difficult, because it, I know it comes from a good place, 
um yeah. when, when like your family are telling you to do certain things um it does come from usually a good place because they want the best for you and want you to do well and stuff. but it's sometimes the way they actually yeah reflect their you know their opinions it doesn't come across in the best light but, and it's also like um I don't know it's just it's just conflicting isn't it because it's like I know you want the best for me but what you want to be the best for me is going to make me unhappy it's difficult to really speak and come to an overall conclusion because we're not parents um yeah we speak from I guess what we've a child's perspective yeah literally a child's perspective what we've seen ourselves and what we see through like other people and other friends so it's just a thing where you know you just have to just I don't know I, I don't really know what it's what a real one, isn't it? <laughs> I literally don't know because it's just I don't have like a I can't pinpoint an actual solution I think the older you get the more your relationships with your family members and your parents especially it just develops and it changes yeah so it's just sort of a thing where over time things change I guess I think you just get to a certain point where you realize your parent as an individual person more than you see them as a parent and And I think it's it does also link to being content with yourself and knowing what's right for you and and I feel like if you are content with yourself you don't need to rely on other people's opinions yeah because you know for the most part you want to make your parents happy you want to make them proud yeah definitely you want to you know you just want them to be happy with their child you know but I think as difficult as it might be sometimes to um, go against them if going against them is going to make you happy go against them as difficult as it is and I'm not saying it's going to be easy to go against them and I'm not saying there could be really bad consequences from going against them but yeah just also weigh up the pros and cons of whether like if it means that you're going to be kicked out or if it means that you know you have to actually just think logically as well yeah but I think the outcome will be better if you've you've put yourself first in a situation yeah than just the sitting back and wishing that you would put yourself first yeah no exactly like I think at the end of the day as long as the pros outweigh the cons and to be honest your happiness should really we'll always happen. override yeah always override any con so as long as this decision is going to make you happy in yourself and it's what you want to truly do you're just gonna have to disappoint your parent unfortunately like sorry love or disappoint your family <laughs> saying parent because most times it is the parent like you could obviously disappoint your siblings or whatever or like uncles and aunties but for the most part it comes from parent approval like that's the main source of where your disappointment would be and I think it's on us as these children who have experienced these things to sort of break the cycle so that when we have kids it's our kids are free to be themselves and free to do what they want without fearing that mum's going to be really disappointed in me or dad's going to be really upset with me it's always down to you as a child to be I guess the parent that you you wish you had sort of thing so it's on us to be that parent for our children when we and I think that's that's also that will be hard because Mm. you know that those sort of tendencies that your parents have Mm -hmm. are because of their parents and as much as you say you know, I want to be different. It's very, it could be very easy just to fall into the same cycle of what your, how your parents treated you yeah. because that's what you're used to. Yeah. So I think it's not going to be a thing where you, you know, you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm going to make sure mm. I'm, I don't do the same things my parents did. Yeah. I think it's a thing where you actually have to 
to practice it and because your mind will be so used to seeing your parents treat you a certain way no, that naturally your parents. you know if you're if your parents always shout at you you might shout at your siblings yeah and you don't realize that you're actually just doing that because that's what your parents that's what your parents do and also you like I've ended up saying like I'll never do this and I end up doing it because that's what I'm used to that's what my parents have done with me definitely because I don't think it will be easy I think your, your mind will naturally just start doing what your parents did with because, you because that's, that's what, what you know like, that's what you know and that's what you associate to be parenting because that was yeah. what you had as parenting literally uh, but no, it is it is a difficult one, and obviously we can't we we can't really know for sure how it feels to be a parent until we're parents. Yeah, and every parent's different. You can't really talk about every like every single aspect of parent-child relationships because there isn't one that's the same. Yeah, you can only talk about from the ones that you know and have seen and experienced. So exactly. But you know, I like to think that when I am a parent. Um, you know when I have my own family and stuff that I will be <clears throat> extremely like accommodating to whatever it is that my child wants to do and just being the most supportive parent I can there will probably there, there could be times when you know my child might say something and I think oh I don't really I kind of wish she didn't do that or I wish oh, I don't know about that you know and I will talk through it's a case of I would I want to be the type of parent where I talk through my opinions on things without forcing them on my child I just want you to hear why mum doesn't agree with it for example you know yeah at the end of the day when my child becomes an adult that I actually have no right over what my child can and can't do because they're yes they are my child biologically but they are a fully grown adult that can do what they want no that makes sense but I was gonna say do you agree with the statement that like you know that mums know best or like parents know best I think I agree with it parents know best especially when you're young but I'm saying when you turn into an adult I think there's still situations where your parents look at things from a more mature perspective because they are you know much more mature and older than you so they and they've lived through experiences to tell you that's that's why they know best because they've they've done it they've sort of lived through it you know I think that's where the saying comes from because they've had the experience they've seen it they've done it whatever so to an extent yeah but I think there also are times where they don't know the best because they're spe- it's almost like they speak on behalf of you, but they're speaking from their viewpoint. They're their experience and, and their experiences as yeah, well. Yeah, the fact that their child is a completely unique individual, not entirely the same as them. Um, yeah. So that saying does hold some weight. Um, it's just there are also times where they don't know the best. Um, mm-hmm. Like in my case, you know, if I'd if I'd have believed that mum knew best and I should have um, gone to and would you would have been, been in Sheffield, mate. I would have been a completely different person. Never would have got to do fashion. Never would be returning in to in returning to university this September to do fashion again and go into fashion buying and whatever. I would have never had these things had I have not disappointed her in the first place and had I have not, you know, listened to myself. So mums do know best to an extent, um, but then also they don't always know what's best for you individually as a unique child. That's a good way of summarising it. (laughs) That's a good summary point. But yeah, no, it is a tricky one. You know, I just, I I can't blame parents. Like I can, I can blame them. I also can't, I can be compassionate and understanding and see why, and see why parents have such um, hopes and expectations and want us to be certain ways. I can understand where that comes from. 
because they've also dedicated and sacrificed their life to providing and caring for you exactly i'll never take away from anything my parents have done i'll never take away from them being great parents it's just Mm -hmm. you know there were times growing up i wish i had more support for like me as an individual but that doesn't take anything away from how amazing my parents have been to me so yeah i agree and your parents could have gone through things in their lifetime that they haven't even told you about because yeah they were alive way before you were born so you know I I just feel like as you get older you sort of develop more of a friendship with your parents and that comes with time whereas being a child teenager and then being like an a young adult you're Mm -hmm. still you're making that change from seeing your parents as someone that gives you approval to actually finding out and understanding your parents a little bit better yeah on a on a friend on a friend's level if that makes sense not a friendship level like you wouldn't talk to your parents how you necessarily talk to your friends well you can but you know what i mean like just getting to know them a bit yeah more the relationship the older you get with them because then that, that, that comes from when you when there's that separation of you seeing your parent as this like person that's always right and this person that you have to please 24 7 that that friendship level comes in when it's like you start to become your own person separate from your parents I think that's when the friendship can really start and it blossoms and that whole parent child dynamic changes and I think the dynamic also changes when you move out because you're not around your parents 24 7 so you sort of appreciate them you appreciate them a lot more and you just you just sort of develop a different yeah different connection with your with your parents not that I'm I'm not speaking on that but that's what I would like to think yeah when I do you know move out and I don't see my parents well I don't see my dad all the time because he lives far away but I'm just basically speaking about my my mum and my stepdad because I see them every day so maybe I don't appreciate them as much because I, I see them all the time I think if I when I do move out I probably will have a stronger relationship with them because possible yeah I don't know speaking it into existence yeah but yeah I think that's everything I think that's with this episode today I think that is it so catch us next week Sunday 7pm our podcast is on Spotify, Apple. It's on Apple Podcasts, and it's like on four different platforms, you know. But I don't know what those platforms are. Pocket Cast. Uh, I don't even know what they are. But yeah, you can tune in on pretty much all of them now, more or less. So, catch us next week, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>